The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hi everyone, Kimberly Falker here, the founder and CEO of the Premier Dance Network, the only podcast network dedicated solely to the world of dance. And welcome to Pod to Chat with your host, Barry Corellis. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pod to Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this bi-monthly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I'm happy to share my 17 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just a sing-in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everybody back to another episode of Pod Chat Talking Dance. If you hear the wind rustling or if you hear some raindrops on leaves, it's because I am sitting outside in Long Island on vacation at a beach house. Uh, one of our wonderful friends, J. Rose, she invited us to join her for a couple of days at a beach house where we have like our own private section of the beach um and it's beautiful but it's been raining the whole time (laughs) which honestly is not that big of a deal um it's actually been really nice to just like be forced to sit around and relax and we have a hot tub and as long as there's like no thunder or lightning and there hasn't like you can still sit in a hot tub when (laughs) it is raining outside and honestly like that's one of my favorite things so just sort of relaxing trying to uh you know, have a few days off after a very, very crazy 2018-2019 season, which I discussed in my last podcast. Um, But yeah, so if you hear me, uh, if you hear any noise, um, it's probably just like the glory of nature because I figured if I'm going to be on vacation and I'm going to podcast, I might as well do it in an area of our property that we rented that is uh, enjoyable. So also, I don't know if this is going to be one of my longer podcasts um, because it's my vacation. And honestly, I probably shouldn't be podcasting, but I want to make sure that I put out some fresh content for y'all so that you have uh, something to listen to. Um, So I'm trying to think. I actually may not podcast the month of July. trying to figure that out. I'm going to be doing a handful of things. And also, I need to sort of figure out what I'm doing in the the upcoming season. So um, just I'll, I'll let you guys know in my next episode. I, I will probably definitely be taking at least one of the the weeks off from podcasting because um, when I'm in Los Angeles, I'd really like to just relax um, and visit my husband's family and some of our friends out there. So um, I'll keep you updated on that. I'll let you know in the, probably the next episode or so um, if that's going to be happening. I'm trying to think. Okay, so what else is going on? So I just talked about LA. Um, I will be out in Los Angeles from, I think it's like the 14th of July until the 23rd of July. So um, while I will mostly be visiting family, I am also open to doing some master classes or uh, choreography for competitions. So if you are interested in that, you can always reach out to me on my social media, which many of you guys do, or you can reach out to me on my contact page on my website at www.barrycorollis.com. Um, what else? I guess as we're talking about choreography for competition, um, it is the summer and I do have a lot more free time. So if anybody is looking for competition choreography, whether that's international ballet competition, whether it's Youth America Grand Prix or even uh, jazz competitions, um, I choreograph for students in contemporary ballet and in contemporary dance. I could also do straight ballet. 
Um, so you can reach out to me for that. I don't want to spend a lot of time pitching that to y'all. Um, what else? I'm teaching at a convention in Biloxi, Mississippi. The weekend, I think it's the 12th through the 14th, or it's like the 11th through the 13th of July. Um, that's Dance Teachers United. Um, and I'll be teaching ballet and contemporary at that convention. It's my uh, first time teaching at a, a convention on a grand scale. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this uh, opportunity to get to know this wonderful group of uh, schools that, that that come in to do this convention and then do a, a short, very small adjudicated competition. Um, it's not like one of those ones in the sense where they're competing necessarily for um, like placement and medals, I believe. I think it's just for feedback. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to joining Dance Teachers United uh, for that. Um, additionally, for Broadway Dance Center, my regular class schedule Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays is still happening. And then on Saturdays this past week, we started my summer schedule. So uh, 10.30 a.m., I teach advanced beginner ballet. Um, and immediately following that, I teach intermediate contemporary. So I have an intermediate, sorry, I have a contemporary class this summer um, in New York City. So those classes will be running through August 31st. And I will be there for, for the Saturday classes. I will be in town for everything except for those, uh, those two weekends that I'm in Los Angeles and Biloxi. Um, what else? I think I've covered most everything. Oh, I, I have a few articles that will be coming out on uh, either Dance Magazine, online, or Point Magazine over the next uh, month or so. So you should check all of that stuff out. All right. I think that that covers everything. So uh, I'll just throw things in there if there's anything that I forgot. So, okay. Um, let's see. Okay, this week... I, like I said, I'm, I'm on vacation and I, I don't really feel like doing a long in detail podcast. Maybe the next time I'll, I'll do something a little bit more in depth, but I, I thought I'd do something that would be just a little bit more fun. Um, so I decided that this week I am going to talk about my craziest experience, uh, teaching open class. Cause, uh, as I've mentioned in previous podcast episodes, teaching open class is, uh, it's amazing. Like I love it. It's I feel so lucky to be teaching at uh, two of the best open class schools in the world at Broadway Dance Center and at Steps on Broadway. Um, and uh, it's very interesting because like you can get people like I recently I've had dancers in my classes from like Trocadero and um, there's one who is dancing in West Side Story uh, with Steven Spielberg and Justin Peck at the same time that they're preparing to open Moulin Rouge on Broadway. Um, and I've had dances from New York City Ballet and American Ballet Theater and Boston Ballet, like pretty much everything from like any, any major ballet company to like Mean Girls and Lion King and Hamilton. Um, it's, it's really cool teaching open class in New York because you never really know who's going to walk through the door. Um, now, on the other side of the token, also anybody can walk in, even if it's an advanced level class. Um, it's not like you have to prove a credential um, in order to take that class. Like pretty much you just come in, you pay your money and you show up. And if you put yourself on the wrong level, you get to still take that class. Um, but yeah, so uh, I wanted to tell you about an experience that I had. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you names. Um, and uh, I just think that you'll find it very interesting so that you get a, you get a sense of what it actually, what the ranges of, of experience, experiences are that you can have as an open class teacher in New York City. So I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened over a few of my uh, ballet classes. 
Um, so the story, when did it start? I think it started probably like September, October of last year. So this obviously happened over a few months. Um, but I, I used to have a Friday advanced beginner ballet class. Um, and, uh, this was at Broadway dance center and it was an interesting class because it was my first regular class at Broadway dance center. Um, and it was in one of the smaller studios and I felt like the class never had out of all the classes I've had, it had the least amount of growth because Friday at 6 PM for like a higher level ballet class, um, not so many people want to go. And I, I know it says advanced beginner, but in reality, it's an intermediate level class um, because we have basic level, then we have beginner level, and then they have advanced beginner level, and then barely anybody at Broadway Dance Center teaches intermediate ballet. And I think it's just because some people are afraid of the higher levels of ballet, but I actually teach basic beginner, advanced beginner, and an intermediate advanced class. So in reality, like my advanced beginner is an intermediate and my intermediate advanced is an advanced. But if, if we marketed it differently, I probably wouldn't have anybody in my classes, my upper level classes, because it's just the way that it works. So this is like an intermediate level class. Um, and because of that, like most professionals want to take class earlier in the day. Um, the ballet dancers want to take it earlier in the day because they're usually warming themselves up for, for rehearsal. And then the, the Broadway dancers often don't want to take past like 4.30 p.m. Some, some will take six, um, but a lot of them are like preparing for their shows. Uh, they need to be at the theater by at least, I don't know, seven o'clock. So um, a six o'clock class isn't necessarily convenient unless they're like right next door. Um, but yeah, so I, I'll start with the first class that this person showed up at. Um, and I, 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 the only thing I'm going to say, I'm not going to name who it was. I'm not going to give way too much information, but this person, um, they were female. And so they, (laughs) this is a good story. You're you're really, I think you're going to be like, what? Um, okay. So I, Typically in my classes, I, except for my highest level class, and I've started actually doing this in advanced beginner, by the time I was still giving trivia at the beginning of every class, except for my intermediate advanced class, um, because I believe it's very important to educate your, uh, your dancers that are coming to class. So I gave trivia and I started to get, I gave plies and the dancers started to do plies, the pianist, the accompanist, he started to play. And as we're doing plies, um, this woman, she walks into class late. Um, so typically this wouldn't be that big of a deal, but at the time this was, this class was in studio four at Broadway dance center, which is, uh, it's small and awkward. And my classes were, they were becoming more popular. So I, uh, I had to put the bars in a way that really you can't walk straight across the room. And when I teach, I call it dolphining when I have to teach in that studio. I only have one class left in the studio because, because um, they become too big. So I'm in, I'm in larger studios. But uh, we have to put the bars across the room in a way where in order to get across the room, you actually have to duck under the bars. Um, so we had a bar like right by the door. And this woman, she just walks into the studio um, and she starts walking across the room. And I go, excuse me, please wait at the door. And she doesn't seem to hear me and she keeps on walking and I go, excuse me, please wait at the door. And she does, she doesn't listen to me. And so I have to get loud, not necessarily like angry. I just have to get loud so she can hear me over top of the music. So I go, excuse me, wait at the door. So she looks at me kind of like taken aback and I walk up to her and I was like, 
I, I'm really sorry, but you can't just walk into the room and walk across, look around. You're going to get hit by people. Um, so just give me a second to figure out where I'm going to put you and I, I will, I will place you. And she looks at me and she goes, well, I want to stand here. And I go, well, you can't stand there. There's not enough space. Cause, um, you can only put a certain amount of people on each side of the bar. So, um, she goes, no, I want to stand here. And I turned to her because at this point it was getting a little ridiculous. I talked to her a handful of times and I, I tell her, I go, I'm sorry. I was like, you have a choice. You can either listen to me and follow me or you can go ask for your money back. Cause at this point she was already something like 10 to 15 minutes late. Um, and now she is disrupting and I couldn't even teach anymore. So, um, she looks at me, she goes, well, I want to take class. And I was like, okay, then follow me. So I walked her over to a place and we had to wait for somebody to stop doing something or to change positions so that she didn't get hit. And we like ducked under the bars and I pulled her over and she, she stood there and she took the rest of class. It seemed pretty, she, she seemed fine. So, um, after class, this, this woman, she came over, uh, to me and she said, you kind of scared me at the beginning of class. And I was like, I'm sorry, but, uh, I have to keep the class functioning. So, I, I just need to make sure that you understood that, like, I needed you to do what I asked you to do. And she goes, okay, um, well, I just wanted to check with you and uh, see if it's okay if I take take your class on point next time. And so she she seemed like she was in her in her 50s and she was a bit heavier set um, and her technique wasn't super strong. So I said, honestly, I, I'd prefer that you didn't because... Um, I, I just don't think that, that you're ready for that. And, and she turns to me and she goes, I'm sorry, I just was doing that as a formality because uh, I'm a professional dancer and I, I've been dancing on point for years, so um, I'm going to do it anyway. And I was like, oh, um, okay. <laughs> so this was the first of me. I had never had somebody do the right thing and then turn to me and tell me that they didn't really care, that they were just doing it because they felt like it was the appropriate thing. So I was like, fine, okay, do whatever you want. Um, and it, it, teaching open class is really hard because like integrity-wise for me, like I have a lot of integrity and I wouldn't put somebody on point that I didn't think should be on point. Um, but at the same time, it's like I said, anybody can come into any level that they want. And I like if it was really, really dangerous, I would say no. Um, and I hadn't seen her dance on point. So uh, I, I didn't have to go through this, but it was it was just very interesting. So... Then she goes, I, I really liked your class. I, I look forward to coming back. And I was like, okay, great. So um, she came back and took the next week, but she didn't take class on point. And then I didn't see her for probably about two months. Um, so <laughs> she didn't cross my mind again, uh, except for I had met up with a friend of mine who uh, we were exchanging, because she also is a, an open class teacher in the city. And we were exchanging fun, fun stories. And I told her that there was a, a woman who... Uh, wanted to take class on point and I explained what she looked like and my friend was like no I can't believe that you you had her in your class because I used to dance for this person um she is professional and uh well she she's professional because she has her own company and I danced for her and then she essentially <laughs> stopped paying us so I stopped dancing for her so I was like that's crazy and she was like, well, she's definitely a character. Um, so I was like, yes, that's what she is. So um, 
again, like I said, after that, like didn't think about her and then for, for quite a while. And then I went to go see a show at steps on Broadway, because even though it's a, a dropping class, uh, studio and, uh, like actual tuition based program for younger students, um, they have a bunch of wonderful programming and then also companies can rent out studio space so that they can, um, they can rent out studio space so they can put on performances. Um, so I, my friend invited me to see the show. They comped me and, uh, it was a weekend and I was exhausted. Cause like I told you, I, this year was a very, very challenging year for me. I worked my butt off. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to really try to like <laughs> glam it up. So I, I wore like nice pants and like a nice shirt, but I wore uh, a hat on my, like I wore one of my like beanies and I wore my glasses because I, as I've gotten older, I have 2020 vision, but I also have astigmatism. So when I'm tired, like my eyes shake back and forth and I have trouble seeing faces if I have to like sit and stare for a while. So if you ever see me on the street um, and you're like waving at me and I completely ignore you, it's probably just because I can't see you. Because every once in a while, like, a podcast listener will, like, run into me and they'll be like, hey. <laughs> I wave to people all the time because I'm afraid that I, like, know that person. I don't want to be rude. And then I'll realize I have no idea who they are. It's just awkward. But, yeah, so um, I had on that my hat and my glasses. And I was dressed mildly nicely but not, like, extravagant. Um, so I get on the elevator to go up to the, the third floor at steps for the show. And when I get in the elevator, this woman who had taken my class gets on the elevator um, with another lady. And I don't know why she just decided to strike up a conversation with me. Um, and she goes, she goes, hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. What's your name? And I looked at her and I was like, miss, I'm not going to say her name, obviously for privacy. But I was like, miss. I was like, you've taken my class. And, and she goes, oh my gosh, I remember you. And she turns to her friend and she goes, <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines. She turns to my friend and she goes, let's just call her Mary. I don't know what her name was. Um, she goes, Mary, he is a famous ballet teacher. And then she turns to me and she goes, what's your name again? <laughs> so... <laughs> This is sorry. It's one of my favorite parts of the story. Uh, it, it's just really funny because I the, the two the two things didn't go together. Um, if I was famous, I don't you think that she would know my name? Um, <laughs> so she said that I was famous, and then she asked me my name. It didn't make any sense to me. Um, it was also funny to me because uh, my husband and I have like this running joke because um, my mom. You're gonna think this is sweet. My mom thinks that I'm famous. Um, because like I have this podcast, you know, like I'm out there, but I, I would say that I'm re recognizable to a degree within the dance world, but like, I'm, uh, on like a large scale, I'm not famous. Um, but so I thought it was funny that like for a moment she was like saying that I was <laughs> almost validating my mom's, my mom's thoughts. But, uh, so yeah, um, she she did that. And oh, something else that I, I should put out there before I forget. Um, I've also learned over time that if anybody ever calls you a genius or famous to your face, chances are you should just take like a little step back. Like, I guess it's like people saying those things and you like, 
and you're not there, like that's cool and all. But the only people that have like really called me aside from my mom, um, but the only people that have like really called me famous or genius, um, usually something is like not, not right. And, uh, it either leads to like, I've had a stalking situation, um, in this situation, which I'll, get, I'll continue in a second. Um, but yeah, it's not very common, even if people like genuinely think that you are something like legit for them to sit there and talk to you about it. Usually they, they kind of like, if they do, it, it's like if you become really good friends with them and that becomes a conversation. Not that this happens all the time. I'm making it sound like it happens all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I want to make sure you guys know, like, my, my ego is in check. Um, like, I, I'm aware of, like, where things are. But I just, I, it's important to the story. So it's like my childhood uh, issues are coming out right now because my mom used to always say, make sure that your head doesn't get too big. Okay, I'm getting off track. I'm getting back to the story. So um, we go up on the elevator and whatever. I watch the show. And after the show, I end up in conversation with this woman and her friend again. And she turns to me and she goes, I, I, I was wondering, are you still dancing? And I was like, well, I'm still taking class, but I'm not performing anymore. And she goes, oh, I'm looking for a partner uh, to, to perform with me. And like in my head, I was like, thank God I am like not performing and I don't have to lie because this woman was clearly, like I said, in, in probably in her fifties and not like mildly overweight, probably like 50 pounds overweight. Um, and I was, I was like, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm not performing anymore. She goes, well, if you know anybody, let me know. And I, like in my head, I was like, absolutely not. But, uh, I smiled. I said, okay. Um, and then she said, I, I'm going to come back and take your class. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Those, those couple times I took it and I was like, Oh, great. And in my head, I'm kind of like, okay, I don't really want to deal with you anymore. So maybe it'd be best if you don't, <laughs> but I'm not going to say that because anybody is welcome to my classes. And honestly, like no matter, it doesn't matter what my opinion is necessarily of certain students, just as long as you don't give me trouble, not that big of an issue. Um, even if, it's like making friends. Like sometimes you really get along with somebody and sometimes you don't. It doesn't matter professionally if I get along with somebody or I don't because my job is to teach. And if you come to my class, I'm going to do my best to educate you. Um, I don't have to be friends with all of my students. I shouldn't be. That would be awkward. Um, but anyway, so uh, that passed. And then the next Friday, I, I go in to teach. And <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little preface to about what's – to. Uh, uh, a little preface to the story of like what's what happened the week before this. So the week prior, for the first time ever, I had a major issue in my class and I had to kick somebody out of my class. I had to call security and I had to kick them out of my class. Um, and I had never, ever, ever experienced that before. When I called the front desk to tell them, because we have phones in, in our in our studios at Broadway Dance Center, because like I said, it can get real crazy. Um, but so... I uh, had uh, most of the students that were in my class took it regularly and they had been there the week prior. So class is about to start. The other class is starting to filter out. And this woman, she got there early this time. And I was like, oh, great. She got here early. So it's not gonna be any problems. So she goes in before I even get in the studio and she starts pulling a bar out. But the thing is, like I told you, this studio has to be set up a very specific way or else people are like kicking each other and slapping each other while they're dancing. So I go, I'm not going to say her name. I say, Miss 
please, uh, please don't put the bar that way. It won't work that way. And she goes, well, I want it this way. And I said, no, 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 no. It has to go this way. So please put it that way. And so she goes, okay. And then she puts them there. So everybody files in and I start to do trivia. And in the middle of the trivia, I hear like bickering going on. Um, and I look over and this woman, she is bickering with another student, but it was quiet. And I was like, it's not like, maybe they're just figuring something out or maybe I think they're bickering and they're not. Um, so I like finished the trivia and I look over and now she's standing at the bar by herself. So I was like, whatever, it's resolved. Um, let's start class. So we start doing plies and, uh, <laughs> As, so they, they do the right side, and then as the left side, like immediately we go to, from the right to the left. Like there's not like the music stops. The music continues. They go susu, they detourne, they go to the other side. And um, as that's happening, she, <laughs> on the balls of her feet, runs around the bar, completely around the bar, and stands on the other side so she could see herself on the left side. Um, which... I mean, I can't say that I haven't done that before, but I've never done it in, a, in somebody else's class. I've always done it, like, in my own time. Um, or I, if I was going to do it, I would probably ask the teacher if it was okay. I wouldn't just do it, and I would do it beforehand. But so she runs around, and the it's distracting, and I can't have her doing this the entire class. So after the combination is over, I say, Miss, please stop changing from side to side and she's all the way across the room and she goes oh barry nobody cares about silly little me over here in the corner nobody cares and i was in shock i like i had never had somebody like shout across the room at me like that before um and so I'm also having some PTSD from the week prior because, like, like I said, it was the first time I ever had to kick anybody out. And I start to notice, like, everybody in the room, like, looking tensely at me because they had seen what had happened the week prior. Um, so I, uh, I show the next combination. I'm, like, kind of – I'm a little upset. So I – I'm trying to like keep my cool though. So, cause I'm professional, you know, so, uh, I didn't show anything, but like, I'm kind of getting a little upset. So after I showed the Tandu combination, we start the music and I go over to her and I, I say, miss first things first, please do not change sides. It's very distracting. And second, do not yell across the room at me. If you want to talk to me, raise your hand and I will come over to you um, or I will call out, but don't just shout out. And so she, she looks at me and she goes, you need to calm down. And I was like, I said, excuse me, this is my class. And she goes, leave me alone. And I said, but you're interrupting my class. Please don't try to undermine me in my class. Cause Aside from the fact that, like, it's my class, and I mean, I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, it's me, it's me, it's me. It's not that. It's the fact that it's my responsibility to make sure that everything runs smoothly. And if I let one person get away with something, and then I don't let somebody else get away with something, it doesn't work. I just got to make sure that everybody is functioning. And also, I want to, I want to retain my students. I want to retain the professionals that come in and keep a professional environment. So, I, I told her, I said, I said, please, please don't try to undermine me in my class. And she goes, get away from me. And I said, all right, 
I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you to go. And she goes, no. And I was like, I'm, I, okay, I'm not actually asking you to go. I'm telling you that you need to leave. And she goes, no, I won't leave. And I said, if you refuse to leave, I'm, I'm going to have to call security. And she, she said, go ahead, call security. So uh, I wish that this is where the story ended, but it's not. Um, so uh, the next thing that happened was I had to show the next combination. And at this point, I'm like really angry and really frustrated because this had ha- something similar to this had happened the week prior. Not as extreme, but something, something had happened the week prior. So I'm showing the next combination. Like I'm holding my arm, like one hand's on the bar, the other one's in second position off the bar. And I feel myself like starting to shake. Like, do you know what it feels like when you're getting angry um, and you, you start to shake just a little bit where your voice gets a little shaky and like your muscles shake a little bit? That was happening. And I'm trying to like hold my muscles really hard so you can't see it or the other dancers couldn't see it. Um, and I, so I show the combination, the music starts and I go over to the phone and I call the front desk manager and I go, you're not going to believe this, but I need security again. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I need to, I need somebody out. So, um, my friend Terrell comes upstairs. He's the security guard. And he's standing outside the door and I, I wave him in and I'm showing the next combination and he goes in and they start bickering. And I was like, Hey, can we take this out of here? And he was like, yeah, I got this. So he like pulls her out and they're like bickering in the hallway and like arms waving and then they leave. Um, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, and then I turned to the students. I couldn't hold it anymore because most of them had been in that class the week prior. And I was like, I cannot believe. I was like, this has never happened except for last week and this week. And the fact that I had taught there for like two years at this point and never had it happen. And it happened like two weeks in a row. Just crazy. So, okay. I wish this was the end of the story, but it's not. So, um, after class was over, I went downstairs and I talked to our, our security guard, Terrell. And um, he... <laughs> informed me as to what happened when he took her out. So she grabbed her stuff and she left the room and he said that, she said, I don't understand why I can't stay in there. And he said, ma'am, he doesn't want you in there. And she said, well, I can get over what happened. Why can't he get over what happened? And I love this line. He goes, ma'am, I don't understand why you want to be somewhere where you're not wanted. So in that moment, something clicked in her head and she immediately flipped and she goes, he touched me inappropriately the last time I took class with him, which was like two months prior. And he goes, excuse me? And she goes, yes, he, he touched me in an inappropriate sexual way. And he goes, Barry? Because <laughs> he knows me. He knows my husband. <laughs> um, and, and he goes, well, then why did you go back to his class if he made you uncomfortable? And she goes, because I can get over things. And he was like, well, maybe, maybe we should put you in a different class. And she goes, and I saw him at this show at Steps on Broadway a, a couple weeks ago. And he came on to me so strongly that I had to shove him away and tell him that I'm a married woman. So at this point, he knew that all of this was not true. I mean, she had been an issue in the past. Um, with other teachers, um, but he knows my husband. And I mean, for, here's first thing first, like I would never do something like that. I'm very professional. Um, but the second thing is, why would I be hitting on a 50 something year old woman um, because I want to be with her when I am married to a man? 
Um, <laughs> I mean, strange things happen in this world, but the probability of that being true is very, very unlikely <laughs> um, in my own defense. But so um, they ended up sending her to another class and uh, I went down and talked to him and he, uh, and he also mentioned, he was like, I knew she was pro- a problem the first time she ever walked in here. And this was before she had ever taken my class. She apparently came in and uh, went, to the, went to the security desk and was like, I'd like to sign in for this class. And he was like, I'm sorry, ma'am, but this is uh, security. You have to go up to the third floor because our registration is on the third floor, not the first floor. Um, and he goes... She goes, well, why can't I sign with sign in with you? And he goes, because I, I don't have any money. I don't have any computer. I can't help you. And she goes, well, I want, a, I want a discount. And he goes, well, go upstairs. And she goes, well, will I get a discount if I go up there? And, and he goes, are you a member of a union? And she goes, no, but I own my own company. And he goes, well, if you're not a member of a union, you can't do that. But if, if you're over 50 years old, there's a, a discount for 50 and over. And she looks at him and she goes, oh. I am 33 years old. Uh, so it was just all crazy. So she um, apparently thinks she's younger than me. Um, and I wish I could show you guys a picture. Obviously, I can't. Um, but so, okay. He knew that things were off uh, even before he got into the studio when he realized who I was having an issue with. So, okay. Um, just to finish this off. So, I reached out to my friend who I had been talking to a few weeks prior that had told me a little bit of information about this woman. And she said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you about more information about this woman because I didn't think that she could be harmful. Um, But she said, she she sent me a a newspaper article and it, it explained everything pretty much that had happened to me, uh, not to me, but had it explained a lot about her personality. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what newspaper it is in, because like I said, I'm trying to protect the identity of this person. But so it was a major newspaper in New York City. And what happened was this woman actually came into a lot of money. Um, and because she couldn't have a professional career of her own, she used that money to create her own company. Um, and she put on shows and she was a part of Uh, a film and I don't know obviously I don't know what happened but uh, she claimed that she was sexually harassed and I'm not going to explain exactly how um, but very specifically uh, by the director of this film and she went into this she called this newspaper up her husband is a lawyer and so she sued him with her husband and she uh, called up a major newspaper and she tried to smear this director by having them write an article about this tragic thing that supposedly happened. So um, the lawsuit never really went anywhere. Um, but when I saw that, I got immediately scared. I was like, oh my God, I, I'm actually in danger. Like, I'm not just like dealing with somebody who has some issues. I'm actually dealing with somebody who would go to any length to try to harm my career as a teacher um, because she was upset that she couldn't have her way um, and do whatever she felt like doing in my classes. Um, It was just crazy. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And the fact that she so quickly went from wanting desperately to be in my class to claiming that I had touched her inappropriately and come on to her at an event, um, it really goes to show that she was willing to manipulate whomever she could to uh, 
seek revenge on me uh, because I didn't just let her walk all over me. Um, so yeah, that is my craziest story of teaching open class. Um, most of the time, you know, it's like just me showing up and teaching and having a great time, hope, uh, like teaching and trying to inspire my students and keep professionals in shape and educate new adults, new adults to ballet and contemporary dance and all that. Um, but every once in a while, we get some, we get some crazy stories. Um, so yeah, I thought I'm on vacation. I might as well have a little bit of fun and uh, just share one of my own personal experiences with you. So um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you uh, like hearing more about my personal experiences, be sure to send me a comment on my social media or to uh, reach out to me. Um, and I will do more of these, like uh, I call them Uncle Barry story times. Um, and uh, if just let me know what you want. I, I, I hear from, from people sometimes in big like groups and then sometimes I have quieter periods where I don't hear from my listeners as much and it's been a little bit quieter lately. Aside from that promotions podcast I did a couple weeks ago, um, it's been just a few people reaching out to me here and there. So uh, it's summertime. Send me some love. Send me uh, some ideas of what you want to hear um, and I will try to do a little bit more of that. All right. And then, like I said, in the next episode, um, I will try to have like a timeline in case you rely on these episodes for, I don't know, road trips or flights or subway time. Um, I will try to let you know when I will be taking a short break uh, from podcasting just so I can enjoy my time. Pretty much, it's almost guaranteed that I don't know which weekend it is, but uh, mid-July, I will be skipping at least uh, one episode in there. So, um but hopefully, I mean, we're well over 100 episodes at this point. So unless you're like a super listener, hopefully you can you have a couple episodes uh, that you can uh, find. And if not, don't forget, we have some other podcasts on our network, the Premier Dance Network. Um, and also, let me plug my friends over at Conversations on Dance. Um, Michael, Michael, Sean Breeden and Rebecca, 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 Rebecca King Ferraro. They have this great podcast called conversations on dance and theirs is more interview based. Mine is more like storytelling and experience reports, um, and education. And theirs is, uh, they interview some really fantastic people in the dance world. So, uh, check them out if you are looking for more content or when I am away on vacation. All right, I am going to get back to relaxing. I'm going to go cook cook dinner with uh, my husband and our, our good friend J-Ro. And um, I uh, am going to go in the hot tub and chill. All right. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod to Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorlis.com. Again, that's www.barrykerollis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcast or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. 
<laughs> Got a little slow there, didn't I? If you want to connect with me <laughs> to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is Beekrolls, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blogs. I have Life of a Freelance Dancer. You can find that at lifeofafreelancedancer.blogspot.com. And on there, I wrote about working as a freelance artist and an independent contractor for over five years. And then I also have Dancing Off Stage, and you can find that at dancingoffstage.wordpress.com. And on there, I talk about the post-performance careers of professional dancers. I also have a YouTube channel, and if you want to check out my choreography, whether that be my professional choreography or my choreography for students, you can uh, find that by going on youtube.com, going in the search panel, and typing in B. Corollis. Thanks for listening in to Pot of Chat. I hope you return two weeks from this Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene.